Okay, so hello. We're, we're recording. We're live. Yeah. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up with the Kachians. <laughs> I'm the Chloe. I'm the Kim. <laughs> I'm Bruce. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nina, thanks for joining. I thought like it would maybe be a tough sell, but I'm glad you're here. I caved, finally. It's your first podcast ever. It is. Um, probably this is last my... two, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a horrendous experience. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna run her off the road because there can only be one person in the fi- one sibling. Mm-hmm. I'm the Madonna Ciccone. <laughs> She's the Paula. I'm the Christopher. <laughs> There'll be one sister left standing at the end of the night. It'll be your cat, which is looming over you. Yeah. I don't know if you <laughs> look behind sister, you. <laughs> yeah. She'll just like eat my eyes out. Yeah. But um. Yeah, uh, I know you've been kind of on like an adrenaline junkie high rush lately. You went like skydiving. So I figured like I'd invite you on the pod because people say podcasting is like the ultimate rush. Yeah. um, It's really not. (laughs) It's scary. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I was thinking before we did this or before I got in here that um, if people can't tell like dasha and anna apart there's no way in hell that they're gonna be able to tell me and anna apart yeah yeah I seriously that too. i think i have like 30 percent of like more of a lisp i would say uh i don't know i think we both have a lisp for like the uninitiated aka men like they hear all women's voices like the same and it's the audio equipment i don't know if you ever like listen back to yourself maybe it's like I've the zoom it. you know what i mean everyone's yeah. i think it's like <laughs> apple products too everyone's lisp is more pronounced like they have a high def lisp you know hey guys <laughs> let's talk about game theory <laughs> Um, but but I um, I just butt chucked a, a uh, glass of this fine Barolo that you uh, bequeathed upon us, so oh, yeah. I think I'm ready to roll. I might actually refill my glass. Yeah, no, I got you. Thank you. Um, whose idea was it to go skydiving? Was it yours? No, so um, there was like five of us on the trip, and then two of the guys just saw like a billboard on the side of the road, and we're like, that looks cool. Okay. And then, so the two girls, like uh, me and my friend's girlfriend, were both like just like undecided, but generally nihilistic and don't really like value our lives. So we just kind of <laughs> <laughs> came around to the idea pretty quickly. Yeah, why not? I mean, that's the benefit of not having a bucket list. Like you can easily insert anything into into your non-existent bucket list, you know, mm-hmm. and don't have to think about it too much. Uh, and I was telling you, Dan, when I saw you at your birthday that... um Mm-hmm. <laughs> birthday festival a birthday fest which we will get to but we um, have a list of suggested topics that that dan <laughs> that liked. i suggested yeah <laughs> my birthday was number one <laughs> yeah which is funny because i like mean backhand you know what i thought when i saw that touch. i thought i thought how little trust he has in us because i actually to do just my research this is my first and this is my podcast debut and so i listened to like the ungated episodes that i could find mm-hmm. um and just happened to listen to the two of dan and antonio mm-hmm. uh, which shout out to antonio yeah. yeah shout out uh great great chemistry those are my favorite episodes i don't know they're just yeah. like so easy and fun and really like good chemistry and i like antonio constantly calling you out for like um improperly <laughs> folding your throw yeah every time <laughs> and i like actually do fold it and then i like throw it yeah and it's never quite right that was I, quite the rebuttal it's sometimes a throw. i throw it like three to five <laughs> times and i'm like i gotta stop throwing it um, throw. <laughs> but it was funny because when i listened to the antonio pod one of them he was like saying how he he had asked you for a list of topics and you were like we'll just wing it so you know you must have had a lot of faith in that dynamic contrary to this 
this trifecta here. <laughs> I do have faith in this trifecta, and I feel like we're probably barely going to touch the list. Um, yeah. That's kind of the goal is to not even, like, bother doing that shit, really. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, normally the lists are shorter. I think I was just kind of... I mean, I'm looking at the list. It's very long. It's long. It must have been on one. And there's a lot of fine print. Yeah, it's I'm a just... a screenshot. You can't even, like, copy-paste. I'm just no. a chomping oh, at the bit. Oh, I should have copied and pasted it. I sent you an image <laughs> of a screenshot, a screenshot from the notes. Oh, shit. It's like tiny. It's like See, I can't use the computer. I don't yeah. know how, let alone a Zoom mic. Uh, <laughs> I'm just really chomping at the bit to get to Dershowitz. That's all Me I'm going to say. Yeah, Me too. Yeah, dial Dershowitz. Um, I don't know much about... <laughs> Daddy he just, Dershowitz. He has a new podcast. I don't even know if it's out yet, but... um. Okay, well, okay. I was told to save this for our pod, but what I don't understand is why is this man who has constant heat on him trying to be famous. He's always trying to like shove himself into like a sphere of publicity. He's like Gloria Allred. It's a female trait. Why is mm-hmm. he trying to like be up in there in the mix? Like stay behind the scenes. I, he's a lawyer too, right? I know <laughs> he's a lawyer with, uh, with a lot of dirt on people and a lot of people have dirt on him. Like he's, he's a kind of like um nuclear person. I don't understand why he's so insistent on, like, being in the public eye. Do you think he's, like, senile, like Joe Biden? He's going to, like, play Despacito off his phone <laughs> into, the, into the microphone. <laughs> he Do you think, like, like a... Antonio can translate the lyrics of Despacito for us? He sounds a Latino. Mm, I mean, he... Yeah. I'm kidding. Do you think that they're actually erotic? Fun. I don't know if he could. <laughs> I like, think it just, like... I think it'd be funny if it, they were actually erotic and Joe Biden played this, like, weird, erotically charged song, you know? <laughs> my favorite part, I actually watched the clip just to do my due diligence because it was on the list, and it's just, like, him being like, if I had one ounce of the talent of these people... Of yeah. Luis Fonsi. <laughs> oh, boy. And then he starts, like, drooling and, like, nods off. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, and nothing is like a stronger show of your like affinity with a group of people as like calling them quote these people, yeah, <laughs> these Mexicans. They're uh-huh. also, I feel like, um, whenever there's a sort of like political grandstanding via using like popular culture, it's always like a reference that's just like a little bit dated. Like, yeah. to the, it's like perceptibly dated. It's and it's just really weird and off. Like, I wonder why. They could have found, I don't know, like a, I don't know, play a Rosalia song for play WAP, yeah. <laughs> no, they should have played 6 9. <laughs> yeah. Like, was Despacito last summer or two it summers? It was like 2008. I looked this up. It was, yeah. No, it was actually, ni- I think it was actually 19, okay. which I was very surprised by. I mean, maybe it's just like because of the COVID, you know. Um, our, sprawl. Yeah, our brains have been scrambled. China yeah, virus. like entropy that we <laughs> have no like sense of time anymore. Because I was actually very surprised that it was 2019. Me too. It seems like a five-year-old song. Yeah. But all of our kind of time frames are like grossly like mangled and collapsed. Anyway, so wait, what did Joe Biden do? He played Despacito accidentally or like on No, purpose? he was like, I am going to do something now. And he pulled out an iPhone and like put it up to the microphone and played like 30 seconds of Despacito. And it was like... Uh, yeah, if I had to announce uh, these guys' talent, I wouldn't be. Blo- and it just like starts like not making sense, and he just looks very sundowny, confused, senior moment. It's mortifying, really. Lemon party. These vibrant <laughs> Latinos. Yeah, Joe, and he also these vibrant Latinos who stole my grandkids' bike. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I also I just find him very unsavory. And Hunter Biden. As oh, well. I love Hunter. Hunter, Hunter. I would give it all up for Hunter. <laughs> I would give him like the deed to my mom's house. Yeah. It's always funny. Like he, he's one of those like rich, I mean, Hunter always has like a maniacal upper sort of look to him. Right. Like yeah. glassy he's eyes. Literally on meth. Yeah. And he has like, the, he's like a rich person with like weird drug teeth, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, speaking of which, Dershowitz, this is the thing we were talking about before the podcast. the teeth. I have to. <laughs> no, I just like that's my my thing with Dershowitz is like he's such an unsightly and unseemly man. I never want to get a visual on him like every time i watch a documentary that he's in and he comments also in a lot uh, on a lot of documentaries and stuff and like i just like think of his like chalky yellow teeth they look like a mud dauber nest like, <laughs> disgusting. yeah I, it's funny i read something with his daughter who i guess is like an aspiring actress who like went to nyu xyz like ella Wait, dersh yeah the dersh ella dershowitz or something like that and she was like all of these accusations like Virginia Roberts accusations are categorically unfar- un- uh, unfounded. They're false. Like, and she was sort of refuting it on the basis that her father is like sexless. <laughs> she might be onto something there. Yeah. He does like, like Mr. Burns. He vibes. doesn't even touch people. Yeah. 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 He does. Yeah. He, he definitely has some kind of just like deeply sinister, like crypt keeper sort of energy to him. Yeah. How old is this man? Uh, like 80 90 he's somewhere he's very old yeah (laughs) Yeah. he's the thing with like old jewish people is that they live forever like ruth gator bader ginsburg (laughs) 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 she's still alive and like holding on she's had like seven oh my god like bouts of cancer yeah Um, very resilient yeah henry kissinger is still alive they like live to spite us everybody's like rooting for them to die and they're they're like hanging on they're like a strong muslin cloth. Um, no, I was just reading. A, uh, it was like interesting because I was doing my research and it was like um, this other. Uh, so the the I was reading about the Dershowitz Finkelstein affair, which I can't tell you what that was, but it's just a cross link from the Wikipedia. So I suggest anyway that we call this episode the Dershowitz Finkelstein affair. It seemed only right. Um, okay. Well, I don't title my episodes, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Um, but it was like really funny because this guy like Finkelstein, I guess he was like just like you know he was like um countering some of like dershowitz's points um and was like you know if he was a like he called him like a schmata salesman (laughs) (laughs) classic yeah and then dershowitz like rebutted and said something about uh, something else about cloth and i was like what is this with all these like 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 biblical cloth references (laughs) that's what they did in in uh, old testament times is a sling fabric like yardage in the bazaar (laughs) that's what they'd be doing it wasn't until later they started like cutting diamonds and whatever anyway yeah yeah well i'll bring it back to skydiving because i could do that no but it was actually oh yeah we i want to kind of i i'm sure we talked about it at my birthday festival but i was pretty drunk you know let's yeah bring this back to something more wholesome and really tired of digging my own grave well yeah let's edit out all that cloth commentary Uh, definitely know how to do that um no, it was really funny that i mean dan i told you this that i am after the sky the after we like did you know I never know if like do you sky dive is it like are you hanged you know did you sky after we sky dived or sky, sky dove you know you went sky diving right yeah I think it's the only after I, I could... sky dove no but after I went sky <laughs> <laughs> after I went skydiving um so they handed us these like very sort of like it was actually very touching like these very like elementary school style like certificate like your first assisted jump and then um when I turned this over there was like a quote from like Leonard Devink, 
Um, and it was just like... That's a, actually a former uh, Dershowitz and Finkelstein associate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Letter to Vink. You can't escape these guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't edit it out. Yeah, but it was like, I was like, well, I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad that I like uh, put my life in these people's hands who like didn't have enough, like couldn't do an, didn't, couldn't like have enough sustained attention to just like do a basic like proofread of their like you know marketing <laughs> collateral what did you sign before you got in the plane is it like a like you lengthy sign a- thing one page kind of just dot x you know no it's like definitely a really lengthy like so we were in moab and in, in in utah in like the moab desert area whatever and so all of the all of the like tour operators use the same whatever like DocuSign digital whatever waiver system. It's digital now. Yeah, it's di- to- it's, it's all digital. <laughs> yeah, and so you don't read any of it, right? No. And so it's like thirteen pages of like you know like all of the mortal you know threats of like doing these things, and then you just kind of like sign it. And it was it was fine honestly because I I asked them also I was like how many of these do you do a day, and they're like oh well, um there's like. 10 to 6 to 10 planefuls of uh, you know however many people so it's mm-hmm. going pretty frequently so i just calculated the odds in my head and i was like you know mm-hmm. i was imagining something a little more rustic like the divorce papers in the movie twister they're always kind of like folded and the wind's blowing around it's like oh, i gotta sign yeah like a papyrus scroll that they <laughs> yeah like it's a little more romantic i don't know because you could die very easily I think. no it was very unromantic and like the guys who do like the skydiving instructors are all like burners you know and yeah, one guy like called me a Karen because I asked. <laughs> about- <laughs> I was like, <laughs> how many times in this trip with other people were you called a Karen? Uh, no, that was the only time, and it was like, and it was like, and it was actually yeah, Karen Kachi, and it was ac- that's actually a real life Kachi. Yeah, like, like our uncles literally fa- called that because it's family a member. man's uncle's name. Uncle's name's Karen. It's well, Karen. It's an Armenian name. He's the okay. He wrote a book. You may have heard. But all these guys were very like for the most part were very like hang 10 you know like adrenaline junkie you know and then like i asked i was like can i i was like um my <laughs> goggles were like too tight because i have like wide temples <laughs> and i was like do you mind if i i was like can i like uh, you know loosen these goggles and he wasn't even my instructor and he was just like you're asking too many questions karen uh, I, like, i'm sorry i need to check my phone i think my caster mattress is getting delivered back yeah. in brooklyn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i was like actually very taken i'm a sex worker <laughs> that's what i should have said yeah, yeah. Was that like an arrest? If someone called me a Karen, I would probably just like go full. I'd see red. No, I just, I also like, it was like though. a very weird thing. Cause you're just in this moment. I mean, I honestly felt nothing. So he was also like, I mean, he was also just baiting me. He was like, I'm going to need to need you to, to tone it down a little bit. Just cause I was like numb, you know, cause I'm like a Soviet and I was just like uh-huh. not reacting to being on a plane. And I think that perturbed oh, yeah. him. So he was just like baiting me into, <laughs> you were on a plane that was soaring. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the coolest part. Like, and everyone says in the reviews and that's the thing that kind of like um, excited me is that you get like a six minute, you know, aerial tour of the desert. And I figured like all my friends were like, if we're going to go skydiving anywhere, it's like better do it here than over a field in LIC or it's in in Long Island. (laughs) 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 I always mix them up. Um, You were like in Soviet Russia, we (laughs) suffer mock execution every day. (laughs) I was like unimpressed. (laughs) Yeah, you'd land on a very beautiful roof terrace in Long Island City. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come th- crashing through the house of yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is in Long Island? I actually bike yeah, up I'm there probably a lot often. of condo towers, you know. Uh, Cyclo, the Vietnamese restaurant is up there, right? I used to go to a place PS called... I, uh, yeah, PS1. 
Oh, you could go. Oh, you could like go PS1. right through the uh, James Terrell, the square in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to do that when I was at PS One, which I'm like butthurt about because like, like the only thing to do. That yeah, time. literally, like PS One. The last was, ten years, yeah. only, I'm like, that's cool. They should just turn that into a labor camp. I mean, it looks like a labor camp. The yeah, like PS One warm up is just like cement and like gravel and like it's hot. The one silver lining of like COVID is that the New York Art Book Fair is like <laughs> permanently <laughs> defunct. <laughs> I haven't thought about God, it. God, I remember like in 2015, I worked at the event and I was like excited to do it. I know. How pathetic. We were, no, we were so that. naive. Yeah. We were like into were we ever so young? Into book fairs. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I get to sit at the table and like look at hot people all day. Actually, it's kind of a vibe, but like, ugh. Yeah. Everyone's like not hot because they already are in a relationship. Yeah. It's like two filthy tote bag people. Each <laughs> other. Yeah. They, like there's... I, the only sex they have is like rubbing the tote bags together awkwardly <laughs> when they walk side by side. So Everyone all... shuffles. Yeah. And it's just a fire hazard. It like literally is like so insane. Yeah, especially after what, like book co- fairs? The, well, there's the... all those there's all those books. Oh, that's true too. I didn't even like consider that. Just the, like, High, cloth and paper, highly flammable. It, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of fire uh, exits. I guess it's in an old school and there's decently wide stairwells but like outside i mean come on there's like one little entrance and it's everyone's funneling in and out i just don't like it i don't like books either yeah i don't like books or fairs <laughs> but i like old paper when it's like in the movie twister yeah divorce papers um <laughs> anyway so anyway. sky di- so tell us more about yeah, your skydiving you journey fucking plane yeah i I'm think here it's to like tell my skydiving story <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I'm a skydiving sex worker. <laughs> I'm a skydiving survivor. <laughs> That's what you I survived. <laughs> I survived skydiving. Um, no, it was fun. Exclusionary it was like, radical it was like probably like, I would say 10 minutes. I mean, there's a lot of waiting because you just wait for like the previous uh, plane full of people to come back. Yeah. And it was actually, so the one of the funny <laughs> things there was there was this really like weird crotchety man who was like waiting there. So there's like little fun nuances, I guess, when you wait long enough that you notice like there was this one guy who was waiting to do his thing and he apparently had been there the previous day. Like the instructors were telling us and like expressly asked for a female skydiving. Like, okay. <laughs> because I guess he thought it would be like gay if he had a man strapped him but it's, oh i thought he was like trying to grab her by the pussy yeah, midair oh because that's what uh, yeah, yeah that was that's my what initial my, instinct too uh, yeah that's what one of my friends strapped said. to a woman but no but the, the, the instructor is like the, <laughs> the big spoon this is alan dershowitz <laughs> we're gonna like talk about him again <laughs> wait it's really funny to like go through like all the kind of inconvenience of contracting a skydiver <laughs> so you can touch a woman <laughs> it's like the well, like most extreme last resort well they're yeah. also like the big spoon right so like the person is behind you you get into this plane like when it's your time to go you get all like harnessed up and yeah. you get attached to a per so you get on the plane and then they literally like carabiner into you so you file oh, so you're in the front you're in exactly so oh, it's like yeah, yeah, that makes so sense. like the parachute's gotta be behind yeah the parachute is behind so like i don't understand like the diddling narrative with the woman i think it's more mm. that he felt if he, he could he didn't want to be this the little spoon to another man yeah he didn't want to feel like the the bottom yeah right yeah <laughs> yeah and so that's a thing like that's an and power bottom yeah 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 and like um so anyway they get you like you you get all like harnessed up and then snap on some like goggles or whatever and then you get into this little plane and it was like 10 people total i would say something like that like with i mean there was like 
10 to 12 or whatever and you get to play and do like a six minute aerial tour of the desert and then like mm-hmm. just really without warning which is i think honestly the best way to do it they, like, they just start out? pushing you <laughs> yeah oh my god were you like what number of the 10 were you two two yeah or two two or three like i was in the the, the sort of like close to the the door or whatever um so and then at some point like what i remember you just remember it's like trauma you just remember sort of like flashbulb memories of it like you remember mm-hmm. the scenic sort of aerial right like ascent and then just like i remember like my legs swinging you know and looking remember uncle charlie pulling back the covers yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he wasn't even an uncle yeah <laughs> Like more of a friend yeah uncle charlie and uncle dave now luckily i had like i was actually i don't know i felt like god like smiled at me that day and gave me an instructor who wasn't like a hang 10 like burner because i just like don't vibe with that energy you know so no. i had a very like sedate kind of virgo like feline energy guy who was like very okay. like calming and not like performing adrenaline junkie dumb and so he was like totally fine and they just shimmy you up basically you're like you're, it's like you're in the marsupial pouch you know could of, you tell like, if you like got hard at all <laughs> um that sounds like a yes <laughs> Uh, um, my boyfriend's not gonna listen, right? <laughs> he did, right? As I like uh, a little bit uh, fan myself, yeah. Um, Is that your carabiner? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah. And then they basically just push you out, and then you have like a free fall. You like free fall for like forty seconds. I tell you, it's like a minute, but that's a lie. It was like thirty to forty seconds where the parachute isn't deployed and you just go down uh-huh. yeah and you're just like Whoa. and you're like that, that dog like? from that commercial you know they're like like yeah. your cheeks are just flapping in the wind and there's just like gales and like whatever and then when they deploy the parachute then it's sort of like a very slow sort of like you know whatever this glide uh-huh. glide down yeah and then they let you like pull the different like sides of the parachute it's like levers that will control your orientation and then you slowly land and it's beautiful because you're seeing like the desert and like there's trucks on the freeway that are like tiny little dots like daily mini little trucks you know uh-huh. and it's very beautiful and quiet and your ears like also like the pressure change stuff your ears are all sh- well mine were like so it's like very yeah, okay, Karen, meditative <laughs> <laughs> build up and I couldn't get ready. <laughs> um, so that that was really nice, and then you just like land and stuff. So it's really it was just, really like cool. going down, but refreshing. To and, it, <laughs> and it was also shockingly cheap. It was like hundred fifty dollars. That is, yeah. I, I was gonna ask. Yeah, that's not that cheap. That's I mean, the absolute lowest like an, you're in a plane. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but and your but life like, is on the line. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, lives life are is worth lives are dirt dollars. cheap. These yeah, days. I know. That's what I. That's what, honestly like. That's why people are like when I've like, you know, even when I was talking to Eli about this and it just like people, I don't know. I just like, I'm like, I feel like I've done enough in my life. I've seen enough, you know? Yeah. I do too. Like whatever. I would, I would maybe, no lives matter. Hashtag. I would maybe skydive. I wouldn't bungee jump. That seems crazy. What's the difference? What is bungee jumping? You're like attached like a cord and you jump off like a bridge and you just like bounce. Oh, I think my stomach would get upset. Me and Nina both been having a lot of acid reflux lately. So I don't know if that's like my vibe necessarily, but uh, I don't know. Bucket list. 
I like wouldn't do any of the. Uh, I'm not interested in skydiving or going on a roller coaster or doing like a, a, a kind of like Halloween haunted house or uh, bungee jumping. What's the other thing you did? You RVing, but you said that was more. No, that no, was no. Scary. Dan just wrote that in the notes. It was like an ATV, like ATV four by four thing. Yeah. It was oh, just like, I thought someone. I thought you said. I mean, I confused RVing and ATVing. I yeah, like and I was like, she like said a, the RVing was like scarier than uh, skydiving. I, I was I don't like, know how is being in an RV worse? Sorry. I like literally do I'm like still residually ESL and like uh don't okay. don't understand sometimes the oh, thank you. Um no, oh, you guys are really getting drunk. I mean I've had like a half a bottle of wine. I wouldn't say I'm drunk. Oh yeah, I guess it's uh, <laughs> of the finest but that was like the, some nice uh, ASMR. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. Um oh, ATV California being, right. Uh, <laughs> ATVing sounds cool, or like snowmobiling sounds kind of tight too. But but Nina was saying that this was scarier because instead of having like licensed instructors, they were like uh, set loose at the mercy of the men in the group because they oh, were driving. Yeah, yeah, and like also, I mean, I love Laith, but um, Laith was driving and he's like Iraqi. Um, oh, wow. no, but still, Say Laith, no more. Shout out to Laith. No, Laith is like the most Iraqiest of Iraqi drivers, you know. Yeah. And so he just has that. You know, there's just like you know, it's like you go to Latin America. There's just a different like vibe. No, I drive don't go vibe. anywhere. Um, I've never been. Well, um, you know, if you go to like if you go to like any if Spain or like Colombia, and I think like Iraq and just it's like global <laughs> South countries. It's sort of like the vibe is the the driving vibe is different. It's like lots of passing, mm. and I actually find it no seatbelt. It makes sense to me because actually nobody is an aggressive because everyone is just like a pragmatic driver and they'll pass you for going too slow and then that's it. And it's like, it's not like aggressive road rage. It's just like, we're going to problem solve and just pass you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so Lath, like, um, um, so, you know, he was a great driver, but um, he, he's he, fine. I remember being in Egypt with him like more over 10 years ago and we were like, but we were in a cab and the cabbie was going like 103 miles an hour and also turning around and talking to Lath in Arabic <laughs> and was like, so uh, is it true that in the United States you can get to know a woman before you marry her? You know, like a know her? <laughs> and was asking us like how, like what we were doing and yeah, Lath hooked up this. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come in her in the small days, yeah. bathroom at clandestino. Um, <laughs> And he was, and we cooked up this lie that that um, we were married because Lath's a homosexual, and uh, <laughs> they don't do that in the in that part of the world. But we were like uh, driving, and I was clutching that like there's no belt, and I was clutching that like hook that you put your shirts into. Yeah. And he like looked over at me and was like, "Do you think that's really gonna help you?" Lath said that. Well, see, it's like, you know, there's that saying, like, when the student is ready, the master will appear. And I feel like that Egyptian cabbie was, like, Lath's master, because that's how he drives now, basically. Oh. Um, But he was, like, you know, it was was great. And it was, um, it just, no, it was honestly, like, such a... um, it was really nice to observe like it was a really the ATVing was like in a moment because I feel like you like even you I listened to the Antonio pod right where you guys were talking about cars and I mm-hmm. feel like all guys love cars and driving and the mechanics of it and like the thrill yeah. of it and like just taking the like freedom of calculated risks you know yeah. well, and it's like Anna and I are like we're more like the you know high synth bouquet like mind the pedestrian Richard clutching the the, the yeah. whatever that thing is there should be a mm-hmm. German word for that thing that you hang your dry cleaning on 
one. Um, yeah, true. So, so that's where I think like what you're saying, like with skydiving, when you're attached to someone, you've like deferred your agency to them. Mm-hmm. So you're not responsible for yourself. But then when you're like in the ATV with like a friend, you know what I mean? Who's not like a trained four by four driver you know what yeah. i mean it's a little bit different that's why it was scarier mm-hmm. skydiving is like a great metaphor for relationships you get attached to someone and they just push you out the door <laughs> <laughs> well that's how i think you have to do ri- like anything that you're kind of afraid of is like just like all in you know yeah you just have to you can't you have to um uh turn off your inner monologue oh god How's your inner monologue, Dan? Well, I guess I've tried to combat it with starting a podcast and externalizing it. Because I, like, talk to myself now. And I, like, kind of of live alone. Yeah. I just notice I'm, like, muttering to myself in the shower a lot. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Just, like, make a note and then, like, bring it to the pot. (laughs) as You know, borderline psychotic behavior. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, interesting because everyone's, like, like, we were talking about this in the cab right over, like, monetizing the, like, ineffable aspects of their personality. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, if I didn't have, like, unemployment in this podcast, I would have no money. (laughs) You can become a skydiving instructor. It's actually surprisingly easy. I don't know. I've flown, like, three times in my life. I'm, like, not even (laughs) fucking kidding. To Disney World when I was eight, I went to Europe when I was, like, 15 in high school for, like, a french class trip and i went to la like five or six years ago are you a nervous flyer yes okay yes oh i went to austin like three years ago but then like there was the flight attendant who's like super gay and amazing i love flight attendants he's like is this your first time flying with i'm like it's my first time flying like 10 years he's like (laughs) i was like how much wine can i order in one like right now he's like i'll take care of you and just like kept filling up my wine it was amazing that's cute. He saved my life. Yeah. Oh, I hated. it. I was like clutching. Uh, I was the like, most cliche person, like clutching the armrest, like kind of rocking, like oh shit, just like yeah. over like mild turbulence. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can easily go to the doctor too and ask for like Xanax. Did you do I've that? I've been to a doctor in like fifteen years. Oh. Either. <laughs> I've gone to check That's up. I've been to, to a dentist. Tell me you're afraid of flying. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. kind of doctor. I don't know. Whoever can do a that. Psychiatrist, a psychologist. Know, I, think, I think any doctor. Uh, who any can doctor. Prescribe. I mean, okay, you can't go to like a podiatrist. Put <laughs> 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 your nose in the go I mean, maybe it's a yeah. Polish podiatrist, and they could accept. Yeah. We well, definitely do things a little differently in yeah, Greenpoint. Yeah. I'm sure yes, you <laughs> really swing that. You should become a, a Greenpoint tour docent. Just like lead Midwestern groups of like family tourists. Well, he was telling me about yeah. Moe's Donut, whatever shop that I've never heard of because I'm a I'm mm-hmm. a Peter Pan's gal. Yeah, and you don't even know. So Moe's is like kind of Greenpoint's like best kept secret. It's like on Nassau and McGinnis Boulevard, and it basically uh-huh. has like the same offerings as Peter Pan's, but there's no line. It also is kind of styled as like a diner. Very cute. Um, I get my bacon, egg, and cheeses there. Staff is beyond friendly. Is it Polish? Uh, no. Oh, it's yeah, it's not. Well, Polish. I guess it's I, not. No, it's like um, I I, mean, I should probably ask the guy. There's always like prayers. Like he's Middle Eastern. There's like prayers being like blasted on like. A oh, so he's train. like Mohammed. Yeah, but it's M O E. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's I like Mo's it. okay. donuts, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, you do what you gotta do. Uh, no, the first time I walked in, like I clutched my pearls. I was like, what is this? You know. Yeah, I was in Greenpoint very sweet guy. two nights ago getting um, dinner at the unpronounceable restaurant with like this, um, s- you know, armor, suit of armor in front of it. There's oh, a little It's like No, karsh. it's not Karshma. It's like, no, it's ca- like across the street. Karl, 
it's like Karalevska or something. Uh, like it's like something Ooh. that's a little Russian, but it's yeah. like the same. Oh thing wait, no, you Polish. guys like totally speaking Russian to each other. Well, oh, yeah, we I can understand a little bit of Polish, but like that's a thing. It's like I don't. It's also it's like divergent enough that I really don't understand most of it. But I can understand that it's Queens something, but then I don't know what the yard whatever. But yeah. you know what I'm talking about. That yeah, place yeah. is good though. You just get a bunch of beige shit on a plate, some like latkes, some sour mm-hmm. cream, good healthy pours. You know, like yeah. they, when you order like a um, a wine there, it's a nice hearty pour. Yeah. yeah. I like, like that, like that. a goblet. Yeah. You call it a queen's pour. Mm-hmm. And, and they're happy the to serve you. you know, yeah. Uh, it, like serving is like a dying art, I feel like. But they're like, no, I'll bring it to you. I'm like, wow, I expected you to like throw it at me and call me a libertarian for the plastics <laughs> of condiments. <laughs> a yeah, Karen. They, they really yeah. check their ego at the door at, at Eastern European establishments. Like there's never going to be like a star tender, like, you know, yeah. a bartender that's yeah. like a star, like doing all these like weird like magic tricks and like pyrotechnic shit because it's like so unnecessary and just gratuitous. Yeah. That's vulgar. Yeah. yeah. I know that's why I prefer Eastern Europeans to uh, other shades and grades of white people. <laughs> yeah, because they have um, they at least like have feigned humility. They, well, it's not feigned. We've I been through so no, much. They, they yeah, have. They just have. Lo- on, they have terminal yeah. low self esteem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is cool. They walk with their heads down, mm-hmm. not up. Um. Yeah, I'm like mistrustful of people who, of people who like face the world with their uh, chin up. You know. Yeah, not really vibe. Um, did you enjoy your birthday party? Oh yeah, speaking I of did. my birthday festival. It was nice. You no, know, always it's it's uh always weird. I hate the moment or the moments leading up to like people showing up because I was sitting in the park by myself for like almost an hour and then Abby <laughs> showed up. Twenty four hours. And I was just like, I don't I don't really like all the all the attention on me. Such a Virgo. I mean, I like it a little bit, but then like. I was really happy when I looked around and I saw like circles of people like having a nice time. I think that everyone had a good time. I laid the sheets out. I brought my Dunkin' Donuts towels. I laid them out. Uh, a lot of people came. Yeah, like a perfect amount right of people came. Turnout. You know, my also I really appreciated like um, just a high level of conscientiousness all around. Yeah. Mm. That's what I look for. You know, no dummies around me. No yeah. dummies. Also Ben. She's talking at the time that Ben Mora helped her collect cans. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just like, I just like when there's someone to help you do the rounds, you know, just, just, do yeah. The, Cause you're going to have to do a couple of rounds, but just that first round and just right. like, just sweep up the unsightly detritus. Cause it's yeah. like for everyone's collective good to just get rid of that crap, mm. you know? So it's not like just like festering. So I appreciated that. There were a lot of worlds colliding. I was very, uh, I was very happy to see like my uh, my friend Kenya from college, who I haven't seen in a very long time. And then Hari Neff, they went and like surprised me and got like pizza, pizza. a few blocks oh, yeah, away. Was, yeah. I was like, oh, this is like very sweet that people from uh, all sort of stages of my adulthood were. Uh, yeah, and Kenya had great nails. I don't know if you saw that she had like I little um, sunflowers that she had done herself, oh. DIY'd some. Um, She's very talented. Yeah. Yeah. She was, yeah, she was lovely. I appreciated that. The pizza, just when anyone com- doesn't come up empty handed, like that's mm-hmm. the measure and helps you clean. Those are my two, like basically, if you know, also that's like, those are my heuristics yeah. for, for a friend right there. I thought it was a good turnout. And um, doesn't steal money from you and doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also that cake. We should talk about that cake because in addition to the pizza, there was that massive 
strawberry shortcake. I didn't get any of it. Really? Wait, Dan, are you crazy? There was, I mean, there was like three quarters of it left. Well, I wasn't it's like hungry. a bunch of like girls and gays who were like watching their weight. Uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know. I don't want to be, I don't want to seem bloated at my party. But um, Joey got me like a, a couple like fruit pastries that I found in my fridge last night. You know, when you go to the fridge and you know there's nothing in there. I opened the fridge and it was like miraculously, it's like a little one tiny container of like, like a, I don't even, is it like custard in like a pie, tiny crust thing? I don't even know what, yeah, I'm not a dessert guy, uh, but I was like, thank fucking God. And that was nice. That was, uh, That's it was hot. I was like, I'm surprised it's still even fresh. It was like almost a week ago. Oh, you ago. ate that last night? Yeah. And what kind of pie or... It was like custard and like raspberry, strawberry, blueberry, mm. and some shit on top, you know? It was nice to see Joey. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was a good it was birthday. Nice see, yeah. yeah, that Love cake. You. Who brought the cake? Um, I know. Uh, mm. All right, let's edit this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know Abby brought it, and I can't remember who. Yeah, no. Uh, thank like, you to uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank the, you. the person um, I definitely know. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, Dershowitz. Uh, Alan Dershowitz. And <laughs> yeah. Alan Dershowitz, Stan. thanks for coming to Dan's <laughs> birthday. Um, <laughs> thank you, Paris Hilton, for sending me the cake, you know. Um, the huge cake, you know. It made, really made a statement. It was a yeah. big-ass cake. Yeah. I had something to say, but I forgot. I, oh, I love that it's, um, the one thing is that it's, like, Virgo season and everybody's birthdays are, like, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it's me and then Emily, then Leia, then you. Yep. Everybody is a Virgo. What I want. And there's like many more too. I know. I want somebody to explain to me. Are there just more people born during this season because people be fucking and sucking in the winter, or do you gravitate toward people who are similar to you? What's like? What's the uh, phenomenon yeah. there? I think it's a little from column A and a little from column B. I think that like the holidays like christmas and like new year's people fuck and then nine yeah. months later that's like virgo season people desperately try to save their crumbling relationship then also especially <laughs> i find with virgos i think they were very misunderstood and i think we're kind of off-putting to other people and that like yeah, tell we me just, yeah we find each other yeah that's <laughs> we're, true. we're a bunch of karens really we're <laughs> actually yeah, yeah. No, literally, we're the like, karens of the astrological like, world yeah we are we're, karens <laughs> we're also so smart and talented like beyonce and michael jackson virgos Maybe Wait, she's really? a pedophile too. Um, just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, they're like the most famous Virgos. Women can't be pedophiles. That's my hot take. True. What was the teacher? That's actually Dasha's hot take that I'm gonna um adopt and, and uh, <laughs> repurpose for my. I like how you guys ended your last episode. And Dasha's like, we're not pedophiles, by the way. It was like tattoo song. The wine's hitting now. Yeah, all of my um, close girlfriends are Virgos. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're Hebo. What are they called? Hebophiles? What? Hebophiles. Hebophiles. Hebophiles, like <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> that love that, like, weird Jewish Mexican place on Grand Avenue. Oh. Hob. <laughs> Ooh, wait, what's this place? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, it has, like, three and a half stars. This it's, like, is, like, an extremely star. inside baseball episode of us talking about, like, eateries in Williamsburg Greenpoint. That's yeah. Nobody's going to get. No, this is the vibe of uh, Dial Dershowitz. <laughs> Hobophiles, yeah. <coughs> yeah, but no, my 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 um, closest, like, I feel like girlfriends are, I don't know, for the same reason. But I also do, so that's why I was, like, asking what your Myers-Briggs thing is, too. Because I feel right. like there's some layering of, like, um, 
the nt like intuitive thinking and virgos kind mm-hmm. of thing and i just feel like between my myers-briggs and my uh like astro- astrological thing it's just like you know turbocharged Karendom, you know yeah <laughs> we're both intj yeah yeah intuitive nasim taleb judging i-n-n-t-j i'm idfj uh israeli defense league yeah I never know what's going on with Israel and Palestine. Uh, whatever. Anyway, should so. we bring it back to Alan Dershowitz? <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Um, no, I think I'm. I definitely should remember. Bring it back to Fickelstein uh, versus Dershowitz. I took I took the test and I was uh, NTJ and the E and the I for me I couldn't really. Okay, so you're the basically with. yeah. That's the same though. But You'll I, always flip flop because and that's really yeah. to me the least important because it's like you're yeah. situationally. It's depending on the mood. Yeah. Yeah, like if you're doing a podcast, you're then an I'm E. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on E. <laughs> But that's really funny. So then we're both INTJ Virgo. So we're like, yeah, yeah. insufferable. Yeah. Prudent, prudish. Yeah. Yeah. You're not nodding along to that. I don't know. (laughs) But I feel like also we have. Yeah. yeah. And we also like, I wonder if it's like a Virgo thing, because I feel like aesthetically also like you like like these like plaid patterns that I really like as well. In the home. I like to have a lot of color and energy in the home. No, you don't. You like neutrals though, no? Oh, no, no, no. No, You like color? Okay. Nina. (gasps) If you do, you even know, you don't know what you're talking I don't about. Know. I have a yellow plaid couch. I have an LL Bean multicolored huge rug. I have a green credenza. I have plants. It's, okay. You know, I like how he says credenza. How did I That's say a, it? Credenza. Yeah, it sounds good. It, it, you said it with like a gayer lisp. Credenza. Credenza. <laughs> my creden. My credenzi. Um, I'm naming my daughter's credenza and huntress. But you like your <laughs> I feel like you can wear. You wear a lot of neutrals, which is another yeah, well, classic I just want Virgo. To be flattering. And navy. Like yeah. a navy is a big Virgo color. It's. I love the midnight sky is my favorite yeah. color. Yeah, I love when that it's with like, black too. Oh, like yeah. I love a navy. I was telling Kenya. I'm wearing this. Tonight. Shout out to Kenya. Like mm-hmm. black and brown and. Um, navy and I the like combination. Those, well, those are they the go together. Yes, we were the, taught the, they're the, not the, yeah. the combinations that you were taught your whole life do not mix black and brown, and then black and navy look great together. It's all just like stuff you find in nature. How could that not go together? Yeah, I don't know who came up with this. Beautiful. I don't know, but it was impounded in my head. I remember having a conversation with a friend in high school. It's like you can't wear that. I was like, what? My mom told us that we Stuck, couldn't yeah. wear red. That was like and black together because it was like, like the the color palette of a whore. Yeah. And look at all. Uh, yeah, and look Anna's at wearing red and black. And, uh, <laughs> she's a whore. <laughs> yeah. And like this like checkerboard, like this like infuriating. And, like, it's like her outfit is just like in, in, enraging and arousing. No, but this, is, this yeah. is like the big, this is like the big difference between me and Nina is that like I'm more of a Leo and she's more of a Virgo, even though we're like very close. But like, uh, I don't know where I, I got this like flamboyant Armenian thing that's like irrepressible and like not it's like, completely out of my control I'm like a crow <laughs> I gravitate toward like shiny things and bright colors it's horrible yeah. and it's unflattering it's and undignified thing. yeah but it's like you know how like Armenian dr- guys dress like they wear like an that's al- undignified well what? just flash I think it's like because it's like Virgos are known for like they prefer to work behind the scenes mm-hmm. so they mm-hmm. like more muted tones they prefer they to work like behind influence. the scenes to undercut and sabotage <laughs> can you stop projecting <laughs> um, and then Leo no Leo's actually known for really liking bright colors and like jewel tones and things like that yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it's a coronation of the, the lion you know yeah the depth uh, is comforting to me it kind of Brings me back down to earth. Yeah. Earth signs. The darkness, yeah. Yeah, being an earth sign is cool. Have you guys done your charts? Mm, like I've typed in all my crap and 
yeah. but I feel like our mom, ne- like my mom is like, oh, you were born approximately at like 3 yeah, p.m. But she, she has, know. she's a very unreliable narrator, yeah. narrator <laughs> you know? Like, does your, does your, does your mom have like an exact time of when you were born? Because I feel like most women do. Well, he has a, probably a U.S. birth certificate that has the exact time yeah. on it. We don't have such a thing. We don't have birth She knew approximately it was like 7.30 in the morning that I needed to copy my birth certificate or something somewhat recently i don't even know what that was but um yeah so i got my exact it was like 7 33 a.m or some shit like that oh that's cute morning yeah. baby rise and shine my mom every time I, I ask her about this she says like 3 p.m but that's like such a weird arbitrary number i think she's lying <laughs> and she tells me the same thing yeah. whenever judge judy <laughs> we was on born, yeah. <laughs> i birthed you <laughs> judge judy judge judy <laughs> judge judy's on actually at 4 p.m yeah the, my life is structured around uh judge judy and seinfeld now so. i really i think my mom should come on a pod like any pod i think she'd yeah. be great <laughs> i totally agree she should be the fourth mic yeah she should she's like white azalea banks she's completely like <laughs> brilliant and chaotic and has like total gemini energy yeah and yeah, like, that's I, another gemini is like um i'm i'm feel really fortunate that i've like grew up with a gemini that i understand their sort of proclivities now you mm-hmm. know yeah, it really primes us for the Donald Trump presidency. Yeah, and the Kanye West, like, gr- that's on your list, right? Kanye peeing on his Grammy. Um, my list is um, Kanye tweeting video of him peeing on a Grammy, ha- or parentheses, it's funny when gay guys go insane, <laughs> which he does, like, once every two weeks now. What gay guys went insane? It's just he's really obviously gay. You think he's oh, gay? Oh, you think yes. Kanye is gay? Yeah, oh, it's, and I'm awkward. not a person that thinks that, like, oh, this celebrity is gay. I mean, they might be. Why do you like, think he's gay? He's just a Gemini. He's like a it's sexual. It's so easy for me to imagine him like finally sucking a dick and like really enjoying it. Like intuitively. You don't like, I mean, just think of like how him and uh, Kim got together. Like he like. He wanted to do her hair. Those, he found the most like popular girl in high school and tried to like give her a makeover. And styled her, yeah. Like that's, that's an interesting theory. I, it's, and a lot of people share this too. It's like, honestly, come on. I thought after his mom died, he would have just, like, come out. But, yeah. like, it really <laughs> might take him a few more years. Not to be cruel. So, wait, he peed on a Grammy? Yeah, he, he went on uh, a, a very big Twitter tirade. He tweeted out pictures of uh, his... Um, uh, Hibiscus. Not a lease. What do you... <laughs> uh, his contracts. Contracts, his yeah. I've never signed one in my life, so I don't know. Um and then he put one of his Grammys in his toilet and then he posted a video on Twitter from pissing on it. Okay. Yeah. So I guess he's still contractually bound to like Sony or like Universal a bunch of, or whatever. He didn't even tackle Sony. He tackled a bunch of other people. It's like, Sony, you're next, you know? Like, Sony, you're next. Yeah. Sony. <laughs> but what happens if you're like an artist and you're contractually bound to deliver an album but then you don't like do you just get eventually re- you get like laid off kind i of mean thing? i think they can um, sue you right yeah totally i think that this whole thing is about like who owns his masters mm-hmm. uh so and he, he wants taylor kids. <laughs> yeah and he, <laughs> it's <laughs> funny because he Chris. and taylor <laughs> swift have something she like pulled a michael right? jackson and bought his catalog i could see her doing that I could totally see her scheming her way into that. I mean, that's, I, I hope somebody, uh, I hope, you know, somebody who's like a fan, a friend of a fan hears this and the mm-hmm. information get gets back to Chris Jenner and she ruins Kanye's life and, and my like 
uh, ill-fated quote. But wasn't this funny. like literal? This was Taylor Swift's beef as well, right? That Scooter, whatever his face, like owned mm-hmm. her masters. So it's funny that they both. I mean, yeah. I, so I was actually talking with a friend today, and he was telling me about this, and he was saying how twelve um, percent, or sorry, that basically artists see twelve percent of like the total revenue from like music. That even seems high. <laughs> Because I was like, who gets the rest of the money, you know? The- oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, imagine that pie chart, you know? It's like just a meme. Mm. It's um, Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> He's three quarters of a pie chart. It's the schmata salesman. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, but it's like fascinating. Think about like the just that also. Like by the time, just ultimately because of the, the who what was the big thing with... Um, what band? I don't know. Whatever. There was like a documentary about a big band that basically like made no money off their music because someone else. In sync. No, no, no. <laughs> Backstreet was Boys. Was it Lou Pearl? No, it was oh. like another old. Anyway, um, I think Christian Bale should up the ante after playing Dick Cheney and play Alan Dershowitz. He needs to Ooh, lose like forty. I love Christian yeah, Bale. Yeah, I know, but he. Yeah, me but too. he likes taking these roles where he makes himself really ugly. He's like, yeah. a, he's like a hot girl. He's like the Charlize Theron of male actors. That's so true. He loves to fluctuate and wait. Yeah. The mark of a great actor is how often they fluctuate. Yeah. I think so too. I love listening to his like r- that rage track of him freaking out at that lighting guy for like walking in on a shot. It just <laughs> oh. really, it's just like therapeutic to listen to. It's like watching Kitchen Nightmares. You know, like other people's anger is very consoling sometimes. I remember like not being able to listen to it because I just don't want to like remember him that way. Like taint your Let the artist work and like, you know, if he needs to, it's a tough job. Yeah. That's why they're paid so Someone much. made it into a techno track, though, and it was just, like, really great to listen to. Sometimes, you know, you got to let the the uh, let the let out, you know? Yeah. Let the let out. <laughs> let the dogs As I out. said on 104.3 or whatever it was. Um, oh, but, like, circling back, Taylor Swift re-recorded all of her music or something like that to avoid... Wait, she... Sorry, what? She, like, re-recorded, like, stuff that was, like, five, ten years old? Yeah, like, I think she re-recorded all of her, her like, entire catalog. That seems... Annoying and inefficient. It seems annoying to like probably her assistants and like managers and producers. I wonder if she's a Virgo. (laughs) Just kidding. That's a good Uh, question. Big Karen energy. No, I don't think. I think she's like a Sagittarius or something. um, She's something that has a stick up its ass. But Taylor Swift has a lot of time (laughs) on her hands. She can re-record her entire catalog because she's like perennially single because she's such a workaholic. Uh, what's the date? Yeah, she oh, there's like a birthday. It's December 13th, 1989. Is that a cap? No, it's before. Is it? No, it's before. Cap. Wait, is it? It might be cap. It's funny because like we always, everyone always associates us with like Sun and Sagittarius. With what? Like, like, uh, like a, a weird like astrological zeal, but we literally don't know any of the cutoffs. <laughs> I know. Basically. Yeah. I just like wing it. I wing everything <laughs> in life. Anything. <laughs> I've been actually right. Like honestly, like when I get drunk at parties, like, I'm really good at guessing people's signs. That's like my party mm-hmm. trick. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have like a good um, you know, you go to a lot of parties. You know? A mouthfeel <laughs> for no, but of like the seven that I've been to. I've successfully like zeroed in on the Tauri. Yeah. Um, okay. What else is on the dog? Wait, 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 wait. Tauri um, or Capricorn is twenty sec- uh, December twenty second to January nineteenth. Yeah, it's so it's whatever the one Sag. I'm for. She's okay. Sag. Yeah. Total Sag. Total freaking Sag. And that's apparently my rising. Although who knows with my like you know I don't know what my yeah, actual I have time a lot of, of birth is. Yeah, if you do three, yeah, my my rising Scorpio and then and or Sag too. 
but that's because of the 3 p.m this dubious number yeah, that, yeah. that our lying bitch mother has been feeding us for decades um the paris hilton doc i know are you going to talk about that in your pod i will but i i can recycle takes i'm like you know like yeah yeah that's like <laughs> i'm i'm a professional now you are it's like what academics do like zizek or paglia they just like write the same essay or compile the same essays into it's a like new speaking book. paragraphs yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this is Paris. I watched I watched the extended cut because I have like a YouTube whatever password. Um, so it was almost two hours. Um, most of it was fine. There were some very intriguing moments. Yeah. The argument with her boyfriend backstage was at hilarious. Tomorrowland hilarious, Festival. Yeah. Whew, that was fucking good. Like, Give me your fucking bracelet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I have some comments about that. Uh the boyfriend i mean like it's really sad because when you're like a woman on paris's level the only kind of man you can get is a glorified like pool boy or cabana boy of yeah. like slavic like There's eastern no european derivation because like lonely no, at the top yeah it is because like no actually um rich and powerful and masculine man wants to date you because they can just date a poor and hotter and younger woman who's more appreciative of them yeah and also, you know, like Paris says like, oh, like I want somebody to like, I want a man that'll travel with me. It's like, ain't nobody going to do that no, for you. Th- they would have to have no life whatsoever. Yeah. She, says she travels 250 days a year. Yeah. I mean, I feel for her. Also, like he dropped her laptop like right before his set <laughs> accidentally. And then it kind of like mirrors the scene. I don't know if it's before or later, but then like she has like uh, an archive of like broken laptops that like boyfriends have smashed. Yeah. And, like. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. No, she has, she buys, she said she bought new laptops because every time she gets a new boyfriend, because every time she gets a new boyfriend, they want to go through her computer. Right. Yeah. Where the fuck is my phone? I'm like trying to access my, my Paris Hilton. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. I'll just swing it. Um, but yeah. Um, and she was like install like she's installing a spy cam in her house, which I don't believe that she's installing those herself. No, that that's was just for like for the, the, that's for that was for the show. movie. Yeah, it was yeah. like so obvious. It like had a bright blue ring on it. And yeah, it's like yeah. But like no, I felt really bad because you know how I am about like women telling their story. I think it's like bullshit in an industry, and I was like not sold on this documentary. Mm-hmm. But, like, that school-type situation that she describes is legitimately horrifying and harrowing. Yeah, and it deals with, like, children. It's, like, important yeah. to save children when you can, I guess, you know. And I was, like, literally on Yelp reading reviews for this school. Like, Eli and I were, How like, many stars did it have? It was, like, like Provo. And there were people going, like, I wish I could give it negative stars. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, but they were, like, you know, like, it was, like, I want my money back. They force-fed my child and made them stand for 12 hours another girl fell and broke her jaw it was like crazy shit like this mm. like it was like completely bat shit but then there's like some of this like the animation was weird the the scene where she has all those other survivors at her house oh yeah just like these like normie <laughs> what was it on old navy clad people it's on youtube oh it's, it's on like YouTube. A youtube yeah well, yeah, we can like talk about the meta narrative of like YouTube doing like a power grab and getting into content streaming, like uh-huh. like actual like professional grade. Well, pro- I thought you know, it, I thought I saw movies. I didn't watch a documentary, but I saw like a little bit of like that woman. I don't know if she was like Australian or a Kiwi. I can't tell the accents apart. Yeah, who with like the blue like choker top, kind of looked like this T-shirt, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, 
but she was you didn't watch it. it was like the promo for the thing and it was like she was asking um paris like what the biggest misconception about her is and she was talking about how she like created this persona and she was like the real me is like you know like i'm actually brilliant like, yeah <laughs> you didn't see that i was like this oh is- no i guess i remember now but like <laughs> no, we I didn't see any of that in the documentary and also this is kind of a thing that she's been talking about for years it's like whenever she kind of talks like this she's like that's the real me yeah, I like, don't find her voice like it, dramatically different. Like it's like peppier and like the simple life sort of yeah. era, but all her voices are hot though. She has like every she's like, well, like she has a range. Yeah. I like I like her natural speaking voice. It's very sexy. She's very sexy. I said this and people got like mad at me as usual, but it, it never occurred to me before because I'm like a Kim girl, not a Paris girl, and I also like mm. contrary to popular belief don't like pop culture or like reality tv because i think it's culturally corrosive and nefarious we've just spent thousands of hours over the years watching yeah and i have yeah but i don't like pay attention to it like seriously Mm -hmm. it's not like one of my actual interests and the other the other last tedious remark i'll make is one of the things that bugs me about like contemporary critical culture is when people elevate like i think like reality tv is interesting sociologically whatever but like when they try to elevate it to high art and analyze mm-hmm. it yeah. like it's like a book or yeah. a painting or something get a grab <laughs> yeah but like um i i never paid attention to paris before really kind of meaningfully i never watched a simple life but i was like holy shit she's like a beautiful woman like she mm-hmm. has that like something i've never noticed that before because i was like oh like kim's like more my type whatever but kim actually doesn't have it she's like flat and 2d i think paris conveys a lot through her eyes and also she's very just tall and thin and kind of just could wear clothes very well but Uh, she's like eli said this which i also didn't pick up on so like kudos to him for having good taste as a man but he was like She's just very weird and avant-garde looking. Like her packaging is kind of normal. Like an auto deeks. Yeah, like, yeah. She's, she's so she's angular, like angular and yeah. weird. I and actually find like. that. I actually find. I mean, uh, you know, not to like an- uh, go into like an analysis of her looks, but actually, don't nag me in public. I uh, know she like. Um, <laughs> she to me always looks like you know like those photos of like cats after they've take they've been like forcibly given bath. Yeah, she does. <laughs> That's true. She's like a Persian cat who is doused. In, yeah, like, she's always um, looks like da- like hand soap or like, like dish soap. Yeah. M- um, uh, waterlogged and sodded, you know, she does, as a person. She looks like she's emer- emerged from an oil spill. Yeah, and and has like kind of dead flat. I think what really is true, like those weird like Weimar paintings, is like her dead vacant eyes. Yeah, and like I don't know, I didn't, I just read the synopsis of this documentary and how she's like basically like on a crusade to become a billionaire and X Y Z. I don't know. I frankly like don't think that she's worthy of giving. M- for more air you well, know what i mean like it's like we're all like also like pawns in her um spider web of, of like, like a return to relevancy i always liked her because she seemed like less hungry for for fame than kim but they're all yeah. so relative i think well, i don't know but these but these ladies they both they're so rich my and favorite so hilton famous. is mauricio Umansky. yeah mine too <laughs> mauricio when he is shirtless kyle well, paris i is love like you funnier. baby yeah paris is funnier but like both she and Kim have this like weird mercantile uh, mentality that's like fundamentally bourgeois and unbefitting of the ultra rich. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't think she's enough. funny. I actually think like Nicole Richie was funny. I mean, what what I saw funny her, too. She's yeah. like has more of just like a life force, I guess. Um, well, in the dog. Paris but tell me about Kathy and why you said Ka- she was evil. Well, I'll oh. get to that. But um, the other thing that I will say to Paris's credit, um, which why she's. Uh, edged out Kim in my cosmology of like reality starlets is that mm. um, she never got any work done. No. Which is cool. Like she understood on some level she understands aesthetics or something or she's just lazy. But no, Kathy I think is 
a classic i don't know where she's from but she has that kind of like classic karen southern bell thing yeah. where she's a total like histrionic munchausen's mom who creates like dramatic narratives and anecdotes yeah to like, like a marnie slash like blanche dubois yeah like she seems so evil and like uh you know, like she would be mentioned on like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills by Kyle. I'm like, well, the Hiltons aren't really like inviting us to Christmas this year, just stuff like that. Like you, you just kind of tell by looking at Kathy, like she's uh, she lays down the fucking law. Kathy sending Paris to a fucking boarding school in Utah. Well, right, but that's like her her whole like exterior is like kind of like um, dramatic and emotional and hyper feminine and um, mm-hmm. almost like. Uh, you know almost sentimental but she she didn't think twice before she cut that check and sent her kid to like a weird like abuse school and i was like um talking to like dasha earlier today and i was like i feel so grateful that we have russian parents that Mm -hmm. beat the shit (laughs) out of us no no yeah that they they whooped on us themselves instead of sending us to like like outsourcing (laughs) our beatings to like some other people like it's cra- like that whole complex of parents sending their kids away because they're too negligent and selfish to to deal with them themselves is so bizarre. I've never even heard of it it's until like, like twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> that really like gets my go. But th- my main objection to like the narrative of the documentary, which I liked by the way and it was interesting, is like this idea that that Paris is somehow the way she is because of her trauma. It's like no, she's uh, the way she is because she didn't facet. have any trauma. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but also it's like the big reveal is that she's like quote brilliant and not a ditz. Like also, I don't know, it just feels like. Irrelevant. I mean, that's also that's also relevant because the bar is so low. It's like yeah, she's a lot less ditzy and more tomboyish and more pragmatic than her exterior. No shit, or like her persona, <clears throat> of course. Um, it really didn't even go that deep. I feel like I've seen other interviews and stuff where she reveals the same amount about yeah stuff. My I, question, I venture to say there's not much more to like really yeah to talk about but my question is like why now why is she doing this documentary what's the deal with that is it like a she's trying to get a billion dollars yeah she's trying to get she's like I, it, like kim's a billionaire kanye is a billionaire is kim a billionaire um probably well kanye claims he is but i don't understand that because there's no way a year well, ago like he easy. was like 50 million dollars in debt and like kim had to like pay for some shit like i don't even understand and like kylie claimed she was a billionaire and that was like debunked debunked and like i think she was a mere 900 millionaire (laughs) (laughs) all that stuff is just like so specious and weird i know i mean also just like the i mean whatever but like the glorification of like of like complete like wealth imbalances you know i I know i know it gives us all something to aspire to yeah and the glorification i don't want to be like i don't want to be a click do you know what i mean that paris hilton that's that's all i'm saying you don't want to be a what i just don't want to be like a pair of eyeballs or like a click for her you know what i mean Um, i mean listen that's an admirable that's an admirable and honorable (laughs) impulse um this is why I live in judgment of my sister because she's <laughs> vastly more honorable and virtuous than I am. But like, we'll see. I mean, you know, let's just see. You guys I did watch of- the Bill and Monica. I was telling Dan like, there's like something on Hulu about Linda Tripp's betrayal of Monica, and they have all like the recorded tapes and things. Oh my God, I just remember. Um, was it Will Ferrell who played? Yeah, Linda who Tripp? was it? It was like a large. Did was he? It- this was Chris, I remember him playing Janet. Or was it John was Goodman? So Someone. Was it John Goodman? I think it was, I love John. It, it might have been oh John. God. Goodman. It might have been John Goodman. He's oh, I like, think it was. 
Oh, loved He's him. He's one of my favorites. Of and all it's time. funny though because yeah. actually, so Linda Tripp, like they went into a little bit into her background. She's actually Italian, and I was like, this makes a lot of sense because if you look at her, she has like actually a classically Italian. She looks like Lisa Lampanelli, yeah. Yes, <laughs> or like Caroline Manzo, but yes, more Lisa Lampanelli, definitely. Yeah, that's a really good. Yeah, she has that big jowly face <laughs> that we've come to know and love in Italian. That women. big Sunday gravy kind <laughs> of. Yeah. Like who's that gay guy Paul Kubo is tweeting about? Like the blunt bangs, and, like funny glasses. He's in like everything. He's like a fat guy gay guy he's been in like he's just around is he an actor Wait, are you talking yeah. about who's not gay are you talking about eric Werhan? no oh. not eric. <laughs> well, actually there's a lot of similarities in that too yeah. but, like um, a lumbering <laughs> secret yeah, there's, italian there's, there's eric case, yeah and the blonde yeah Wait, so Linda Tripp's Italian. Yeah, her That's name. I forgot what her last revelation. name is, but her like surname. Linda like, Tripoli. Linda Tripoli. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is Tripoli again? It's like in... It's in Libya. That's what I, I thought, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, really? Yeah. yeah. All right, well, once again, I don't travel. I don't, I'm don't. i not a very adventurous. <laughs> I really pulled that one out of my ass. It's, I, I don't know how I got it. No, but it, she literally, it's like <laughs> Cusimano style, yeah. like, uh, you know, God bless license plate kind of uh, lass. Yeah. Um, it was kind of fucked up listening to those tapes too because she was like basically like extracting all of these you know like gory details from monica pretending to be like a girlfriend yeah but yeah, actually yeah. Uh, like stabbing her, her in the, the back yeah. it's called being a woman you should try it sometimes <laughs> so that's a documentary i did watch no i'm just kidding uh speaking of documentaries <laughs> madonna's like producing her own biopic did you hear that With big leo code. energy <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I was thinking at how like Paris Hilton, the one thing that struck me about that documentary where she does say something really insightful where, uh, she says like, you know, like I was the first person to sort of strategically use my celebrity to be famous for the sake of being famous sort of thing. And I, sometimes I, I have a moment of introspection and think like, my God, I've created a monster. And she mm-hmm. seemed to have like a self-awareness about that, but she's really the first person who, um, cheapened and debased fame beyond repair because yeah. now because madonna uh paris hilton oh. because no. <laughs> so she's in the sense of, like an extremely influential like media juggernaut on this level just in a bad way but she's been very influential in in ways that are like beyond anyone's comprehension and that she's made fame scarce and unmemorable like i was thinking there's so many people now who are like you know horror like beyond our wildest beliefs and imagination famous they have like a dozen like tens of millions of followers and fans and nobody mm-hmm. will remember them 10 years from now no. like cake boss which who's that the cake boss you know cake boss show. cafe yeah. no no or like they're all these influencers and like then you think of somebody like madonna who spent the last five to ten years of her life um launching like maudlin and pathetic displays of like uh self-abnegation on social media but that's like a drop in the bucket she's going to be remembered for like the greatness of her career which was legitimately Mm. good and memorable like her music her acting which she's a good actress by the way uh and she like is somebody who's famous not merely a celebrity yeah you see what i'm saying And now people like you to be famous they just you need to be able to like have people willing to pay to just access your life what and whatever means that means that's why like yeah the yeah Kardashians, and I feel like- their show is so popular because like people want to access that and now it's like tiktok and you cameo can, like, cameo you like pay to like talk to it's well i feel like i read that um uh i read that um Jer- that seinfeld thing 
about like how New York is dead. But he had like the one redeeming line. I mean, it was like a, a snooze fest as all of like Seinfeld's uh, um, yeah, output yeah, yeah. is. Um, but he had this one, like the one redeeming line was like how like um, chemistry and energy and like personalities are things that don't like translate through Zoom. Like it was mm-hmm. basically he was talking about how like remote. So my podcast sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, every episode before this one. <laughs> um, wait, is this your first in P? This is my first in person. In Viva. Yeah. Wow. Live from uh, yeah. Chinatown. Um, yep. No, but Dime I feel Square. like um, the can people sisters. respond. I have a really. <laughs> Please I don't know. Uh, follow our OnlyFans. <laughs> Um, you're not gonna believe what they are do you gonna gate, are you gonna gate this content um, yes absolutely so it's no, like red scare guys gotta pay and then i'll maybe lock unlock it a week from now or something no i'm not gonna um but i feel like no because i feel like madonna i mean it's like leo energy too like she has some like ineffable like just chemical charge and like she's also like i have this very i actually have a very love-hate relationship with madonna i've read a lot about her like i've like i just weirdly oh. know a lot about her and i've like um, I'm very I find her very interesting in a lot of ways and like just infuriating. like stood outside of her house and multiple <laughs> yeah, yeah no but I find her like infuriating and like fascinating and because she's like a polarizing character because she just is so provocative and I mean that's what happens right you create an emotional charge and you kind of hook people in but ultimately it's like you know she actually had a has a great voice I think she has an she inc- immediately oh, recognizable so voice even though she started out as a dancer board, right, and yeah. wasn't even a uh a singer to begin with but she has like an immediately recognizable like she has a signature right she has like yeah. her and she um writes her own like crappy eighth grade you know essay lyrics crazy for you <laughs> 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 um, but like it, like she's produced things and she's also mm-hmm. like um i don't know i feel like she's produced things and taken risks and she's like created things as so like yeah the output actually like i i like that pushkin thing like judge artists um on their peaks not their not valleys, their valleys yeah. like oh same judge output on the highs not the lows yeah. and i'm really a proponent of that and like her highs are really high and i just the can't highest st- of like you know you know i can't like say the people. same for what it's worth of like paris hilton's like dj gigs and like right yeah yeah <laughs> but like she's, Slovenia she's famous she has you know whether you like her or not she has some kind of like modicum of memorability or like captivating nature or something but she's like not a person who's known for producing anything of worth madonna like there's like a long-standing debate about whether madonna can sing or not and i think she can i mean she doesn't have the strongest voice or the most beautiful voice but it is like a a memorable velvety strange. but you immediately you know like when a madonna yeah. uh, song comes on at sea town you know <laughs> when they're not playing the smiths and you know madonna was really C-Town. there for the gays in the 80s during yeah. the AIDS crisis like not a lot of celebrities let alone like musicians who are on top of the world yeah. willing to even like go there and so like i feel like i just owe her she, she has a free pass for life for me yeah you know? and she's also uh, what i find endearing about her is like she's very like literary you know she likes reading oh does she yeah yeah she's very literary she's wearing glasses a lot in her yeah. instagram video so i'm assuming <laughs> she's uh, looking at something such a nerd <laughs> Calm down, you're just a whore who found glasses. <laughs> no, she's very. I actually like. No, because I love. Remember, like all those, like um, Frozen, like those that period of time in this setting. Yeah, I like the and, gray, like, gray of light. light and all the like. I Yogi. like her Gen X nineties yeah. period. And her muscular arms, like before they became like out of control. Yeah, she's like Picasso. And she, you know, she is. Because I I was just thinking, if like Paris Hilton is like an Auto Deeks, like just decrepit kind of like you know entropic Weimar, Weimar yeah. yeah Andrew and, Jine. and and Madonna is like a Chagall or Picasso. I mean, she looks like the Dora Mar, like Picasso. She does, yeah. To me. Like she's like, um, 
cubist and like has the gap tooth and she's like beautiful she's but also, also really yeah. beautiful yeah, in yeah a i weird find her very like beautiful off-putting way <laughs> and she's like dynamic i actually um it's i also watch this like really crappy like low production but actually surprisingly good like uh biopic of her that's like on amazon with like or something it's like on amazon it's like one of the barrel like bottom of the barrel amazon prime documentaries of Paris? No, no, of Madonna. Oh. And it's like this girl who actually looks sh- like actually convincingly like her. Um, who do you think Madonna's going to cast in her biopic? Oh, let's think about that. Hard enough. That would be tight. That would be <laughs> cool. That would be really cool. Uh, I can't even like say, I mean, Patrick did a really cool Instagram story of like who he thinks uh, should be casted. He obviously said Sky Ferreira. Yeah, that would be cool too. That would be good. Would yeah. be a fucking vibe. I love Sky. Vol- I mean, she's like eyebrows and gap, right? Yeah. Ultimately. And she like is the vibe too. Yeah, she is. She's also very beautiful and has a beautiful voice and like Sky, is. Yeah. yeah, she's a real one. And um, I thought I always thought like Jennifer Esposito, although she's like Madonna's age. Yeah, um, she's but a little she has, too. Like, the same, <laughs> but she has the same is. sort of Wait, like. You guys, they should just do. They should just do a Sopranos looking. type thing and just cast Lourdes, obviously, who like yeah. lives in this area. I see her walking around in her like um saggy like uh, cargo sweatpants and bucket saw her hats. outside my apartment in Greenpoint at the McGulrick like, Park weekend garage sale jamboree thing she looks so beautiful I know she's like she's like a denim corset kind of halter top thing and like very short denim shorts and I was the sun was like shining on her and I was like oh my god she has that urban outfitter aesthetic it was like that but like just like one notch elevated but yeah, yeah. you know it was, she was like I'm going to Brooklyn today I have to tone it down you know yeah um but, but I find it funny that Madonna, like Madonna is like every political campaign and that she's always like two years behind with like the <laughs> pop culture references. Uh, like she is, you know what I mean? Like, it, like Diablo Cody, you know? Unapologetic bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's always I like. I say the B word, people are going to be freaked out. <laughs> like she got, what was it? I forgot who she got on her. I don't know. It wasn't like Fetty Wap. It was like someone else. But it, like she'll get like the guy who was like, like peeking. Walk up, walk up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna get like a Joel Santana on her yeah. album, <laughs> like her next album. Yeah, she collaborated with MIA like five years after like MIA disappeared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's always just like two years, like downstream. But maybe she's just like thinking ahead. So in like fifteen years, we'll look back and be like, be "Wow, relevant. she really had her finger on the pulse," you know. The other thing is, I watched um a, this movie, and it's like an Abel Ferrara movie called Dangerous Game, starring Harvey Keitel and Madonna. And you guys should watch it if you haven't. It sounds she's old, like, and I'm not. It's not that old. It's like 90s. Oh, okay, sorry. She's, but she's so hot in it. She plays like <laughs> an actress slash his mistress. Madonna also has the best bod. Yeah, she I has agree. She hot has rock the, and bod. Yeah, best um, arms, what's best his rack. Name? Who's what's his name? Dick Tracy. What's his name? Uh, Warren Baby. Baby. Yeah, right. she, he said she was like she, she looked like she was like etched from marble or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, High she compliments. has like um, I have yeah. to say like the ideal female bod. It's like perfect '90s athleticism. Yeah, I like I I, all, I too have like a love and hate Madonna relationship, but overall I love her and appreciate her, and like she's a person with of, of stature and magnitude. Yeah, and longevity. she's person I just love, and anything that's weird, I just laugh at because that's what you got to do. She's yeah. earned her place in this world. Like, Would she? Yeah, it's just sad that she looks like a blowfish now and just like sits well. in a tub all day. Well, and I also appreciate like um, she has like you know all these siblings, and she like routinely goes back and like visits with them, and is like good to her father in Detroit or whatever, and help them set up his vineyard, Hmm. vineyard, 
with like Aunt Vineyard, Joan, yeah. Vineyard with Aunt Joan or whatever. And she's like good and family oriented. And she has like very like um, nice kind of crunchy siblings, you know? Yeah. I like Paula and the other sister. What's the other sister? Uh, that's where my knowledge. Now they're all know, like yeah. names, I, I feel like. Um, <laughs> do we have any other topics that we want to cover? Um, and no, I, I met her nephew actually once too, because he's like a jazz musician around these here parts. Oh, and he looks his, exactly uh, like all like all of them as well. Like he very like blonde, like the same brows and eyes. It's like a very strong phenotype. Yeah. Um, I didn't know she was half French Canadian. Yeah, I didn't her know mom's her, French her mom Canadian. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Her mom like died when she was like four or five. There, right? Yeah, or, yeah. When she was thirty years old with breast cancer, which is like brutal and horrible. Oof. Yeah. And then he married his good for nothing housekeeper. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> um, yeah, I've read too much about Madonna. Um, she needs yeah. to. She needs to like pull a Paris. And he was very smelly though. The nephew. The nephew. Smelly. Strong pheromone. Yeah. Pheromonic. Well, they're like. They, oh, work out. Yeah, they're like, they're like goat-like people. <laughs> they're very. The, goat-like. They're like satiricon people. They seem like they belong in like ancient Rome. Yeah, exactly. But they have a very strong, like, the eyebrows and everything. And they have an intensity, like, you know, crystalline eyes. Like, a, a very strong, like, firm handshake and a certain, like, intensity. It's, like, why Polya loves her so much. Too. Well, they look alike. Oh, well, true. it's also same, similar to yeah. family structure yeah. as Catholic, Italian. <laughs> Northern American, uh, Northern state, Catholic, working class Italians. The best people. That's kind of what you are, Dan. Shout out to little. Syracuse and Elmira. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Watertown. I uh, have Italian, half Ukrainian. Yeah. So I'm... So uh, you're just like Madonna, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. So I'm uptight and annoying, but I can kind of get a tan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dan is like the alternate reality version of us. Like we're Armenian and Russian, which is like an equivalent mix, like Slav and then like Southern Med or whatever. <laughs> but I won't get into the race science. <laughs> yeah you guys are the sisters i never had yeah that's Always true wanted. um i think we can kind of wrap things up yeah. i really have to pee and i really yeah, have to yeah, smoke a goddamn cigarette yeah let's wrap it up thank you guys nina especially i feel like you know Gee, thanks. you're not used to podcasting so this <laughs> no, is probably not... like very terrifying i mean i get nervous before i record uh every episode too so yeah you it's did been, great i've just been sort of concerned like holding this cat hair covered microphone <laughs> yeah there's hair all over yeah, everything in here yeah. <laughs> it's like you know sometimes it gets too close and you mm-hmm. can feel like the, the the edge of the, the, the fiber yeah the fibers <laughs> the follicles <laughs> um but thank you for having me this is fun it was great. Maybe we can do it again. Let's sometime. do it. Anna, well, you know what you I told Antonio uh, too that I volunteer myself to be on the Post Malone Rose <gasps> tasting panel. Okay. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. What is the Post Malone? Well, me and I was uh, <laughs> me and Antonio really want to like get the Post Malone wine and uh, just I guess drink it and record an episode. Oh, that's review cute. it. I can be a fly. Post Malone is from Syracuse. Oh yeah, he's so hot. <laughs> so I tried listening to the Joe Rogan episode. It was, and I actually just started getting to the Joe Rogan podcast, but I can save it for another episode. But yeah, it's honestly fine. I know why everyone's in freak mode about. Yeah, he's a great Joe guy. Rogan. But it was a little too. I think they were both on mushrooms, and it was a little too like uh, stony baloney for me. And I, it's like four hours long, and I was like, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't even like put this on the background. It's a little. Um, you know, ow, fuck. <laughs> Sister scratched the shit out of me. What do you want? You're like begging for attention. Okay. Well, Anna, thanks again for letting me use your equipment and setting yeah, all this thanks. up. And That's the only reason. Why welcoming. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so I don't really have a send-off other than, you know, I have to pee and smoke a cigarette. So. Well, that's your problem, not mine. I know. As I used to say on Loveline, mahalo. <laughs> yeah, mahalo. mahalo. <laughs> Good. Good night. Good night.